everybody. Welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 202. What a nice number. Okay, I want to start off with how much I am proud of myself. I'm proud of myself because I'm a swimmer. I'm a fucking swimmer. I'm signing up for the Olympics. I'll be swimming against Leah Thomas and I'll be the winner. I am a swimmer. So you guys know a couple of episodes ago, well, many episodes ago, I've talked about um, going to the YMCA to learn how to swim. There were these available um, swimming lessons for any level swimmer that wants to learn how to swim. And uh, I just made it clear from the beginning, like, hey, I'm an adult, you know, don't pair me up with these little kids. Uh, I remember going to that session, it was only four sessions, 30 minutes. And in my head, I'm thinking like, okay, is she expecting me to just learn how to swim in four sessions? Like that's kind of, I don't know, it's just too much pressure. I don't like too much pressure when it comes to pretty much anything but like when it comes to something that I really want to learn how to do I don't want to feel pressured in knowing how to do it like I want to have fun and the water is definitely not a place where you want to feel pressured uh so anyway so she was a cool teacher but I feel like I just learned really on my own so really shout out to me No, no, so I mean, look, I, I took some tools from her that I didn't didn't know before. Um, let's see if I can remember right now. <sighs> I can't really remember right now. I know we use floaties to help me. And I feel like she briefly talked about buoyancy, but I don't even remember, honestly. Like, I feel like I didn't really hear that that word from her. I feel like through my own personal research, I learned what buoyancy is and how holding your breath is what helps you, what is what making you, is what's making you swim. Like, I really didn't know that, I guess. Or maybe I did when I was a kid and I just forgot. Like, I don't know what made me think holding my breath was not a part of it. Like, now that I know how to swim, I'm really just sitting back like, what the fuck? Like, I could have been new. Like, I could have been swimming. So, anyway, you know, I'm still proud of myself. But I just think, of, you know how you just, you, you know, you learn how to ride a bike. And you realize, oh, this shit is so easy. Like, what was I, why was I on training wheels? Like, why was I afraid? And you're, now you're riding the bike seamlessly. You're on bridges, you're under bridges, you're in tunnels, you're drive. you're riding next to a car. Like, it's nothing to you. And that's how I feel about swimming. And look, I'm still like, I'm, I'm swimming now, thank God, but I haven't practiced in open water yet. I will soon, um, so that's what I'm going to like plan to do and make a, make a little bit of a habit of however I can, but in the pool, I'm doing well, but I'm just adopting the idea and just the mindset and the idea that it's the same steps, right? it's the same techniques just in an open water. <laughs> so anyway, 
I learned about buoyancy. And once I learned about that, it was ding, like a light bulb just hit. It was as if a, a whole new world came and I'm now enlightened. I'm, I'm, I'm christened. Like I am so freaking just intelligent now. <laughs> um, yeah. So now I know how to swim and I'm like, Anyway, so like um, I was first just getting comfortable with floating and I was really comfortable floating on my back. And I'm like, you know what? I wanna get just as comfortable floating on my stomach. And for some reason I was still kind of holding back or I don't know what it was, something about facing down in the water. In my mind, I created this terror about it. And I'm like, no, it's the same thing as on my back. I have to use the same technique. What I did to help me get over the fear was I was doing this bopping technique, which I learned on YouTube. Shout out to YouTube. YouTube is a great portal for you to use to learn about anything really, especially swimming. So on YouTube, I learned about this bopping technique, which is basically you're putting your head underwater, you're holding your breath, and you're just letting your body float. You're not holding on to a floaty, you're not holding on to the edge of the pool, you're just letting your body be as your and what's holding you up is you like you don't have to have a life look have a life vest if you want like I'm not trying to encourage people to not have a life vest if that makes you most comfortable do do what works best for you but I realized and I felt so empowered when realizing this that your body is your life vest like, if that's not a metaphor, I don't know what is. Your body is your life vest. You are your life vest. Your life vest is on your person. You really don't need anything else. Everything that you need is inside of you. I, and I know it sounds like kind of woo-wee, like woo-wee, woo. But seriously, everything you need is inside of you. As long as you have breath in your body, you have all that you need. And realizing that, wait, I don't need, and mind you, prior to me getting to where I am right now in my swim journey, and I think it's a journey, right? Though I do know how to swim, I know how to move in the water, right? I'm not just standing standing up in the water or crouching with my feet planted at the bottom. No, I'm like, I'm moving in the water. I'm letting the water move me. Um, there are some techniques that I haven't mastered yet. So this, there's a journey. It's a journey. It's amazing. It's just like life. Like, it's a beautiful thing. Like, I love the water. Oh, my gosh. I'm so obsessed. But anyway, uh, where was I? So, yeah, your, your body is a life vest. Like, you are a life vest. You really have all that you need. As long as you have breath in your body, you have all that you need. So when you're, and I realized when I was holding my breath underwater, my body was floating. I wasn't sinking. I wasn't drowning. I wasn't dying. It was in my lap. Like, I, all these fears that I had suddenly weren't real anymore. And that is what, I always learn about this acronym, when I was younger, fear really is false evidence appearing real. We we create, I know I create these, these ideas and these thoughts and these uh, just conditioned thinking in my mind of, of whatever it is that I'm so afraid of. And I, I'm afraid of that idea. I'm afraid of that thought and I can't do it and this and that, until you do it, right? Until you do it, you realize, wait, None of that was real. 
Like none of that idea, none of those ideas or those thoughts, uh, you know, the fear that you had, it's not real. Fear isn't real. And I feel like since I've just gotten stronger in my swimming, I've gotten like, I feel like this is a metaphor to my life. And I'm just like still unpacking. I don't know what it is exactly, but I'm unpacking what that means metaphorically in my life. So though I'm great, with the fact that I know that I, you know that I know how to swim now and I, I've um, I've conquered this fear and I've accomplished this goal and there's it's a journey so there's more to come more to learn more areas of improvement and that's exciting as well I am excited about how confident I have been because of this accomplishment you know when you learn anything new whether it's I learned how to play the piano I learned how to pay I learned how to present and perform in front of a group of people like there's so many skills out there for us to master you know life is ever growing and it's, it's it's a journey to really learn about how can I be better oh I don't know I'm just like going on to tell I don't know did I take shrooms <laughs> No, but I'm just so amazed. And so anyway, there's this confidence that I feel more in who I am because for so long, I just was stuck in this idea of I can't do it. I'm just not going to learn how to swim. And I reached the age where it's expired for me to learn how to swim. And whoop, there goes my chance. Like, I just had these like condition ass thinking like, no, you could learn anything new at any point. You could be 55 learning how to swim. You could do it at any age. Like, let me be the testimony for you. So the fact that I came from that mindset of I can't do it, I'm just going to stay at the shallow end or I'm just going to make sure I have something to hold on to. You really don't need anything to hold on to. You're the one who you're holding on. Like you're holding on to yourself. The breath in your body is what you hold on to. And thank God for breath in your body. So I don't know, I'm just like going off because I'm just so happy. Like it feels amazing to conquer a fear and to adopt a new skill and to progress in that pursuit and to recognize how far you've come. So anyway, I'm swimming, I'm floating in the water, not just on my back, but on my stomach. And it's so liberating. Like there's another world down there, maybe literally, right? Like maybe really, if you go in the open water, it probably, you know, aside from animals, of course, but like maybe mermaid is there. But anyway, I learned how to float on my stomach and just be easy like I'm so at ease with the water and there was a point where before I got into the starfish pose in my stomach float I just let my body be and I allowed the water to just move me so like when you just let your body be instead of like tensing up because when you tense up you're not allowing yourself to swim you really like you literally have to let go. You know, people be like, you gotta let go, you gotta let go. Just like let go and let God. No, no, you really have to here. So I I just let go and my body just moved on its own into the the appropriate position. 
Oh, it's so cool. It's so freaking cool. And I'm learning, I'm still watching more YouTube videos about swimming and different techniques because I'm noticing, anyway, so like now that I mastered how to lay on my stomach and float on my stomach, that was the key for me to swim right because I was good on my back but now I need to move in the water and I know you can move on the water on your back like there's you could be on the black the back float position the starfish position but and you can move like you can move your arms or legs and move in the water I'm still learning that but anyway, I said to myself, okay, once I master and get comfortable with laying on my stomach to float, then I will feel comfortable just like swimming, like actually swimming. So once I did that, I was then moving my arms according to the videos that I watch and using the sculling technique, just learning about what sculling is. And basically it's your hand, your, your fingers are together at an angle, um and you're just you're you're moving your your angled hands at an outward position at a 90 degree angle and so i was using that technique to to move in the, to swim to swim the water and just um glide through the water and my my feet letting it flutter and Oh my goodness, like I was actually swimming. And once I realized I did that, I literally am jumping in the water. Like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> and I always wonder whenever I'm having these like outward expressions and moments of celebration, I wonder who is watching me in the cameras because I know there's cameras around. So I just wonder, like, oh, I wonder if the concierge is watching this moment right now. But I don't care. I don't. I really don't care. I just. I get so excited. So anyway, now that I have, well, I've already, I've already had goggles, uh, swim goggles. So I finally use that to just go under the water and like look, look in the water. Don't just close your eyes. Next, I want to get comfortable looking under the water with my eyes open. Now, is that something that people do? I'm gonna um, figure that out. So any tips will be great. And then I got a swim cap because I don't always wanna get my hair wet, but it's not like I'm afraid. Like I still swam in times when I didn't have the swim cap. I was like, well, I still want to swim. I'm not going to let my hair get in the way of that. Like, who cares? But in times when I do have my natural hair done, for example, I do want to preserve the hairstyle as much as I can um, until my next hairstyle. So, yeah. So I have my natural hair done and I have a swim cap. So I'll, I'll be using that next time I get in the water and just get in the water. Ah, so anyway... I'm a swimmer. I say all this to say I think it's so important to just master a skill that you've been wanting to master and to feel comfortable in doing so. Like, don't allow fear to get in the way and don't allow these, like, preconceived conditions um, and just stereotypes, like, no, anyone could swim. Like you really could swim. Like it's not it's not all that there is. And now I feel, you know how you learn something and you just want to teach it to everybody like, "Oh, I want to tell I want to tell everybody." <laughs> and I'm not even like the I'm 
not like this, like, oh my gosh, this, this distinguished swimmer. No, but I know how to swim now. So it was like, now I want to teach somebody. <laughs> now I want to help others conquer that fear. So I think it's pretty cool. Anyway, I'm so excited. And I just hate, though, that even though, yes, I'm in Houston, Texas, and it's, yes, considerably warmer than Boston, it's still actually not summer weather anymore. Um, Summer is gone. It'll be back in a couple of months, but summer is gone. It's now fall season. And though it's 83 degrees here in Houston, Texas, 83 degrees here in Houston compared to 83 degrees in Boston are totally different degrees. Like, it's, you would think it's the same, but it's not. Like, the numbers don't mean the same weather. Like, it really is a different temperature out here. So 83 degrees here in Houston is actually chilly. There's a breeze in the air. There is no humidity. The sun is out, but it's not that out you know that much the clouds are just frequently in the sky like it's it's kind of chilly like it's fall that's a fall temperature here in Houston and I understand for my northeast listeners they may hear this and be like what like what do you mean 83 that's hot it is in Chicago it is in Boston it is in New York but not in Houston, and I'm sure it's not in in Georgia and like other southern areas. So anyway, I'm a swimmer. Shout out to me. (laughs) Shout out to me. Okay, quick update. So in the last episode, I discussed a job. Again, at this point, I'm just la- I'm choosing laughter. I'm choosing laughter. I'm not going to allow myself to get so verklempt and overwhelmed and emotional. I've been there. I've done that, and it's not the space, the headspace, the heart space that I want to be. So instead, I'm choosing to go through moments of of uncertainty and moments of frustration with humor, with gratitude, with joy, because there is still so many things to be grateful for, so many things to be happy about. And, you know, I have breath in my body, okay? So anyway, about that job. So I know I ended off on some, like, cliffhanger type of situation. And we're still on a cliffhanger. Um, I I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I really don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on. And everything that I said in the previous episode is still very much the case. Clarity is is not present. Um, lack of professionalism, um, lack of leadership, and though okay, one could look at it like, oh, well, Maxine, this could be an opportunity for you to demonstrate to them how to be a leader and how to be effective with communication and how to, um, you know, create a tone that is effective for said task and da 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 Absolutely, I can. But if nothing is being communicated, then I, I you know, no, I don't know. It's just weird because I also feel like there's different... 
um, facets here, right? And not to put the pull the race card, but I am the only black woman working there. And I also don't want to come off aggressive, right? I don't want to come off like I know it all and y'all should listen to me and what the hell are you doing? And obviously I want to say it like that, but I just feel like I still don't want to come off too strong um, in my communication style and in my expectations. But I, I just noticed that this is a is, this is a trend. This is very common amongst small businesses. With small businesses, they don't have all the details. They don't have all of their dots um, just lined up and ducks in a row. Like they don't have that. As for bigger organizations, they have a team for everything, for diversity, right? For different departments, for H. There's an HR team, and it's, and it doesn't only consist of one person. It's a team of people. People. As with a small group, a small business, everyone is playing every role and it's really a small business. So, and I, I experienced something like this in my first job here in Houston, the job that was a job from hell, but it was the vehicle for me to get here to Houston and it worked out for the best, you know, thankfully. So I'm grateful for that experience because ultimately that was the vehicle for me to get to Houston. I didn't want to move to Houston without a certified job. And thankfully I had that job to get me here. So I'm grateful for that. But it was a similar experience. And actually I remember telling myself like, huh, I wonder if this will be the same experience as before. Now, um, in some capacities, a little different, like the director of the organization, she's not in the same, like she's not has like anal or micromanaging as the previous boss, the previous director that I worked for. So I'm thankful for that. But still, the same issue remain as it did in the first job. And the issue is the lack of clarity, the lack of vision, the lack of order. And when I am communicating or trying to request clarity, there is still a lack of clarity. Like you still can't give me the answers. And you know, I just remember in my previous role with that first job, the director, she was like, yeah, I just want someone, you know, I want you to just, I want you to just be like, take initiative. She will, she will always say that to me, just take initiative and just, if you feel like something needs to happen, just, just go for it and do it. And it's like, what? Like, it's not like I don't know how to take it. It's just that you have to tell me what the fuck like, what is the vision? What is the plan here? Because she would gaslight me. There were times when she said she wanted my traditional classroom experiences and she wanted me to bring forth those experiences onto this this field, this job, this building. And whenever I would, whenever I would present ideas or um, just uh, communicate ideas with her, she will always shoot it down. It was always wrong. And I hated 
that whole experience because I noticed I was questioning myself. Like I wasn't as fully fledged as I am now, meaning, you know, I, I believe every, like, you know, with every experience you grow, you are more confident and I'm more confident now than I was then. And though I still had confidence then, it wasn't to the level as I do now. So I just remember at the time when I was trying to do my best and present information and, and, um, you know, be confident about X, Y, and Z and, and demonstrate my knowledge and expertise here. I was always shot down. And then it made me feel inadequate. I was, I was in that building. I noticed I was stuttering more. And I know I stutter, but I was stuttering more, more than usual. <laughs> and I was just coming off very doubtful and just insecure. And anyway, that was a big sign for me to be like, yeah, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not, this is not working out. And thankfully that worked out for me to fucking go and, you know, get the other job that I, that I had. So, so anyway, with this current job is not that, I don't feel inadequate. Like it, it just started, right? So who knows where things will go? Um, I definitely, I don't know. I want to. Um, anyway, what I was gonna say was, I was very much like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking go. I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna up and leave. I'm, I'm gonna quit. I'll figure it out. I don't know. <laughs> then I said to myself, I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to, like, you know. <laughs> shoot myself in the foot again right <laughs> not to say and here's the thing I understand like the logical or wise thing to do is to not leave a job without securing another job I don't know I really don't I feel like I'm gonna do what the, whatever the fuck I want to do right like I also just feel like I don't want to live with regrets right I don't want to say oh I regret leaving my previous job prior to ensuring I had another no because I would have regretted still working at a place where I didn't want to work anymore and I understand yes there's so many people out here working a job that they don't like and they're unhappy about it and they're just grateful that they have it like I get that and I totally hear what you're saying but I don't give a fuck. Like I really, I, I can't fathom being in a position that I am yearning to grow and it's not allowing, like I've exhausted all options at that job to to grow and to not be in that position that I was in of a classroom teacher. And the fact that I exhausted all the positions, I made my communication, I made my needs known. I communicated effectively. I was present, like I did my job of, like, more than, more than, like I, I, I was beyond it. And not to like be conceited or anything, but I really did a good job. And to not get what I was putting out, it just felt like a slap in the face and it just gave me the confirmation that I felt was confirmation, I believe is confirmation, for me to move on and explore other opportunities. So I don't regret quitting or not returning to my previous job, because you know at the end of every school year you get a contract and you determine whether you wanna confirm or deny the position that is being offered. So I don't regret denying said contract. I just, 
I don't know. I, I, I guess the best advice I would give for someone who wants to live, leave their job, have like a really plentiful amount in savings. And thankfully, like, you know, things worked out for me when it came to that. But I get it. Like I do. Look, I'm not trying to be mad at anyone for what, whatever. Anyway, what was I going to say? Oh, what was I going to say? Um. Anyway, okay, yeah, so with this job, I was like, okay, you know, based off of my tone in the last episode, I'm like, okay, I, I'm i so frustrated. Like, the lack of clarity is beyond me. Like, I just feel like that's the worst thing you could do to someone, right? Like, if you're hiring someone and you're not clear about just the fuck, I'm not asking you to call, and that's the thing, I hope it's not coming across like I'm asking to be coddled. I'm not asking you to hold my hand. I'm not asking for your valid. I'm not asking for any of that. I'm asking for the basics. What are my fucking hours? I have to freaking hunt you down and double email you to to inquire about said hours. Like, what are my hours? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? That's so weird to me. Like, how am I emailing you? You don't respond. Then I email you again which is basically me emailing myself again, because you know how you email someone in a thread and the last email they don't respond is your email. So I'm emailing myself really, and you just happen to be CC'd on it, asking for what the fuck, like what are the hours? What hours am I working? What are the days? Um, what are the responsibilities and duties required within the role that you have offered me because none of that was clear now you may think how is that not clear Maxie what what how you got because here's the thing though I had training right there was an online training that I completed this module that I completed and the module was very well detailed it was very well done like it gives you the impression that okay they have their ducks in a row like okay i'm impressed this is pretty cool like i like how they have this technology down right for training it just it really impressed me like i love technology so i was impressed by the technology Yet, when it came down to my specific role, I'm completely unimpressed. I'm unimpressed by the lack of detail and um, structure and clarity provided within my role. What exactly are my hours, (laughs) right? You know, and I knew it was already a part-time gig because that was what was discussed and that was what I applied for. I knew that from the beginning, so that wasn't... um, a surprise for me but what surprised me is the few hours that I worked that I did eventually pull out of her like hey what are my hours and when she gave me the hours basically so she said 3 30 to 6 and three days a week she gave me from the little bit of conversation that we had so it was still unclear as to is this are these the hours that I will be working um you know until whenever something changes like are these consistent hours or or are these just the hours for the first two weeks like what exactly like give me something let's have a detailed conversation right now like why am I pulling teeth to understand the basics so I was doing the math I'm like that's fucking nine hours this week and if you add the time that it took for the online training I don't know how they will calculate it because is there 
with the online training, there were different points in the training that I needed to wait for them to approve to uh, in order for me to move on to the next step. Right. So that increased the time. So how are you determining the hours from that online training? Because I was told that online training will be paid. Right. So I don't know the hours for that. None of that was communicated. And then there was this in-person meeting that I attended and I don't know. They said that, oh, that will be included in your pay. And that's like a few dollars. So anyway, I'm saying all this to say, you know, yes, it's a little bit of money, but it's not. It's not really much of anything, really. Like, if it's probably $100. That's it. Like, it really probably was that for my check. And I don't even know. And then there's that. Like, I remember reading the contract and learning that, okay, you know, I'm paid, I'll be getting paid every two weeks, but when is the first date of my first paycheck? Right. Like none of that. I don't I don't know. I don't. And literally saying this out loud to you guys is laughable to me because I (laughs) it's like, what? What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Like what? So anyway, I was like at the brink of being like, fuck y'all and y'all lack of professional, you know, just like going crazy. Then I decided, you know what? Let me at least give people grace, okay? Let me at least give them the grace to to provide me with the clarity that I need. Maybe they're unaware that I'm as unclear as I am, right? Maybe they're unaware that I'm not as uh, just confident about what my duties are and what my schedule is and is this consistent or not like I have so many questions so I decided you know what let me at least give them the opportunity to make shit up for me right to to make up this moment and make it right because that's the least you could do right don't just up and quit and leave something without allowing the other person the opportunity to to show up as you need them to show up so I'm like, okay, you know, that is the mature thing to do. Let me just not just quit. You know, it'll be kind of like drastic. And, you know, look, I'm still a believer of quit whatever doesn't work. <laughs> and that means everything, everything, whether that's a relationship, a marriage, a job, you know, quit. Nothing is wrong with quitting. Nothing is wrong. Quitting does not mean you you failed. Like even with like school programs, like if you're in school for your master's, for your doctorate and you realize I don't fucking want to do this anymore like maybe there was a moment that kept happening and it made you realize that you don't really have a desire for this degree even if you spent two years pursuing that degree already and there's a year left or there's two more years left or however long quit serious like I'm just I think it's important to prioritize happiness I think happiness is really the priority we should always be in pursuit of that and when we are and look I'm not saying there are there won't be times in my future dream um I don't want to say dream job like dream job what is that like honestly I don't want to find we stop. No, but like, uh, dream job is like, uh, like who dreams of a job? Like, I, I don't want to word it like that. I want whatever I love to to provide me with income. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm wording it like that, but I'm gonna figure out a better way to word it. But I think ultimately, you know, with anything that you do, like, for example, me podcasting, I love podcasting. I love my podcast. I love that I deliver this podcast to you guys twice a week and exclusive content on Patreon. Please check that out. I love that I have this podcast, but it's work, right? There is work. Like, you know, there are times when I may not feel like recording or I'm tired or I'm... Or, I may not be in the right headspace or I'm feeling just insecure and I'm just like, how can I come on the micro? Like all these things, I have to push through it, right? And I have to overcome that. And then I realize, wait, oh my gosh, I love doing this. What am I talking about? Like, oh, and it feels smooth and seamless. But prior to me getting there, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult and sometimes it's just a journey. So. I say that to say with whatever you do, no matter how much what you do brings you joy and happiness, there will be moments when you're unhappy. So you have to determine like your level of happiness. Like if you are always unhappy with whatever you're doing, you know, whether that's you currently in school pursuing a degree and you realize that you really don't want to do it. You know, maybe you was doing it for the wrong reasons, for the approval of others, for the validation of others, for for societal pressure, family pressure. And you realize this is not uh, this is not a journey of yours that you want to partake in anymore. Quit. Anyway, so I decided to give them grace, right? So I'm like, you know, I'm going to give them an opportunity to show up the way that I need them to show up. I'm going to let you show up the way that I need you to show up. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I'm going to draft an email because it's always a good to have things in writing. I'm going to draft an email of the areas in which I'm unclear about, you know, where am I lacking clarity in, in this position that I was offered? Because I want to ensure I'm being the best educational consultant, right? You know, you know, chalk it up. So I'm also aware that, you know, when you're emailing, even with like text messages, anything that is written, you have to be mindful of tone. You have to be mindful of the recipient, excuse me, may not receiving the the tone that you want them to receive. They may hear it in a way that is disrespectful, that is intimidating. So you have to be careful with your word choice, your punctuation, the, the arrangement of words, like it's a whole dance. So anyway, I started off by first a thank you, right? So, you know, I hope this email finds you well. And then I started off with an I appreciate, so a thank you. So I, I um, stated how I appreciated how well detailed and structured the online training was. And it was, it absolutely was. That's not a lie. I didn't, you know, I really mean that. And then I led into, but my role though <laughs> is not. This shit right here, nigga, is not. I'm gonna need you to clarify. So basically, I I said it like that, right? You know, of course, professionally and respectfully. And I just said how, you know, I am hoping you could provide me with some clarity in regards to my specific role um, as an educational consultant because there are some areas I am unclear about. 
then I proceeded to state those areas. And again, prior to me sending the email, I drafted out the areas and I organized them by three bullet points, three large bullet points, and I um, elaborated for each bullet point, but I broke them down into three separate areas. So I was like, you know, I would like some clarity on the following areas. And I focused on, let me just pull it up real quick. I first focused on schedule slash hours. I, in this area, I was asking about um, my work hours. Like, what the fuck are they? <laughs> you know, I understand initially in a, in a random email, you mentioned Monday through thir- Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday from these, from these hours, but I don't understand <laughs> because is this consistent? Is this just for this first week? And it doesn't match with what we discussed during my interviews because in those interviews, we discuss me working at least 25 hours weekly. So this nine hour shit that you had me working, what the fuck? Like, what are we, what are we doing? So that was that that was the gist of that bullet point and i ended it with i'm hoping we can create a schedule that reflects what we discussed in my interviews of 25 hours weekly motherfucker okay the next bullet point i went in about duties slash responsibilities because that is definitely another area of lack of clarity that i am needing clarity on so i'm like you know um I shared in my interviews that I am more so interested in administrative um, tasks and and duties. And I would rather just have minimal instruction with students if I need to fulfill that part. I would rather have it minimal. And they actually agree. She said, um, there will be moments when I will instruct students with their curriculum, but those will be minimal moments. And the way that she talked it up in in my interview, or our our interview, because I did ask her a question, so it's a mutual thing. But anyway, the way that she talked it up made it feel like, okay, she's this is in agreement. Like, I'll be working minimally, directly instructing students, but the majority of my role will consist of administrative tasks. That's not the case, because the work that I've, that I've done included a majority, a direct, a wholeheartedly instruction with students. And again, it's not its not a shot to the kids, right? Like, I also don't want to come across like, fuck these kids. It's just, fuck these kids. You know, like, it's just like, I'm done. Like, I, I've, I've served my time. I'm done. So why, like, <laughs> But these kids are cute. There was um this little Ethiopian girl who was one of the kids I, I um was like watching during the after school program. She is so sweet and well mannered and full of life and energy and it's just it was just very invigorating. Like wow, what a cute little kid. Is this like a, a part of the Ethiopian culture? Like they were so well mannered and just respectable. And I know that sounds you know people be like. 
white people be like, oh, she, yeah, he was so articulate in describing a black kid. <laughs> I'm not trying to come off like that, but <laughs> this kid was really articulate. <laughs> But it's not about articulate. It's just like they were really well-mannered. And it's like, oh, what do you expect? No, I expect a fucking kid to be a kid, right? I expect a kid to just dig their nose and wipe the booger on the table. I expect a kid to talk back and just have poor manners. But this kid, these, these kids, all three of them, all three Ethiopian kids were so well-mannered <laughs> and so polite and just so like fully identify like they weren't trying to follow like they were full-fledged individuals like whoever their parents are did a damn good job like I don't know if it's in their culture and they just witness people around them just being respectable and full-fledged individuals and leaders I'm just so inspired at how well well-mannered they were at the very least like wow for you to be freaking in second grade and you're so well-mannered like that is pretty dope to me anyway so that was the second area I focus on duties and responsibilities you know again you know um I'm hoping we can create a schedule that will allow me to work mostly on the administrative end and um I stated some examples and these were the same examples that I discussed in my interview so none of this is new like I'm not suddenly switching up on them like oh I said I was down to work primarily with students directly and now I'm switching up on them saying I don't like no that wasn't said I said very clearly in the beginning that I want to take on leadership roles and like I said in the last episode when you say leadership roles in education that means not working with kids directly that means working more so with adults and finally the final bullet point is about direct deposit and pay schedule like specifically what the fuck (laughs) Like, what's going on? <laughs> Could you clarify the first date in which I will re- I will receive my first direct deposit paycheck? And is it necessary for me to still submit a voided check, even though I've already inputted my bank account information? You know, like, why the fuck do I sit? Like, who has a void? Like, who has checks? Like, imagine me going to Chase Bank asking for a check. Like, what is a checkbook anymore? Like, what are we talking about? So anyway... That email ended, um, so I wrapped it up and I said, thank you for taking the time to read through this email because I do want to acknowledge that this is a long email. I broke it down as best as I could to have it be digestible, but as far as, oh, I forgot to forward it to my dad. He said he wanted to, to read it, so I'll forward it to him as soon as I'm done, but Basically, yeah, like I recognize, you know, I'm naming the fact that it's a, I'm recognizing that it's a long email, right? Oh, like, you know, it's lengthy. It's not long. It's not two pages or anything, but it's length. It's not a quick chat. You know, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not using the word y'all like that dumb. Like, what are you speaking y'all? Are we friends? Like, are we, are we in the rodeo? Why are you speaking y'all to me? I know we're in Texas, but like, come on, like, let's have some professionalism real quick. And I ended it with, I look forward to your response. Kind regards, Maxine Marinci. Okay, I drafted this email at nighttime. And I didn't wanna send the email right after I drafted it, like at nighttime, right? I didn't wanna send it at 11 p.m. Like, no, that's weird, right? I'm not gonna send a work email 
after work hours, especially at a super late time. So I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna draft this email. I'm gonna double check. I'm gonna read it over and over and over again, making sure that I am coming off very clearly and respectfully and professionally. And so I decided to schedule to send it, which is so cool. In case you guys don't don't know what that is, in Gmail, and also like in Microsoft Outlook and probably in every email platform, you could schedule to send an email at whatever time. So if you want to schedule to send an email two days from now, you could um, you could do so. So af- so where it says send, there's like this drop down menu, this drop down button that you'll click, and then you'll see the option for schedule send. And I'm assuming it's the same in different platforms, but that's how it's that's how it is on Gmail, and that's how it is in Microsoft Outlook too. Um, I believe so click that option and you determine what time you want to send this email what day you want to send this email it's so it's pretty cool and it sends it it sends it for you at that time so anyway I scheduled to send it at 8 a.m the following day and I double checked it again da, 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 da. and so boom that's settled and it's scheduled to be sent at that time the following day comes today and I am determining okay I'll probably hear you know I'll probably hear back maybe two hours post my send right like I'm gonna give you at least two hours I, I had it sent at 8 a.m. 8 0 0 o'clock 8 a.m. why why haven't I gotten a response at the time of this recording, it's 7 p.m. right now, y'all. I've gotten no response. And I'm like, did I send to the right person? <laughs> did I send to the right person? And I, I sent it to someone who is basically the logistics person. Like, her role is operations, logistics. That is her role. And she, she would be the go-to person, basically. And I didn't want to send it to anyone else. I didn't want to CC anyone else. I just had a direct send to her. Like, let us be a conversation between me and you. Let us figure this out. Like, I don't want to, you know, put you on blast in front of your boss and have her realize that you're not doing your job right, which explains why I'm unclear about X, Y, and Z. Let us figure it out on our own, and then I can move forward. So... Anyway, I didn't get a response. I have yet to receive a response and I probably won't receive a response considering that all day today, no response has been received. When I tell you I am utterly disappointed and unimpressed and just really turned off, I was like, I called my dad, I'm like, dad, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Cause I was keeping him abreast and he was, he's been calling me every day asking me, hey, did you go to work today? <laughs> Cause he already knew that I was very unimpressed. Like I very, I kept it very clear and honest with him since the beginning. So he's aware of how I've been feeling about this position. And so he's just been checking in very consistently, which I so appreciate. So I was telling him about it. I'm like, what the hell? He's like, yeah, it sounds like they're very unprofessional and they kind of do things very casual. And it, you know, my dad, he's a Scorpio. So he's very calm, like, like very calm. Like his outlook on life is very just rational. (laughs) 
and um, just calm and like same as Freckles Bay, like very calm, rational and just like uh, very like logical human beings. <laughs> Some areas I lack in that. Like I don't, <laughs> I'll be in this irrational ass world while they're just like, no, one plus one is two. Let's just focus on that, you know? Anyway, so um, he's very calm and he likes to um, give the benefit of the doubt. So he was presenting uh, an idea that, oh, well, maybe she has so many emails and that could be the reason why she hasn't gone back to you. And he gave an example of how when he was, he's, my, dad is now, my dad is now retired. But when he was working, he remember when he would email his boss, his boss would take forever to get back at him. Um, but his boss will eventually respond. I don't know how long it would take, but he recognized that his boss would take a little long. And um, he was trying to get that example, like, oh, well, you know, maybe it's just, you know, she just not has organized and she she's drowning in a in just in a pool of emails and all these things. And it's like, I understand that to a certain degree, right? But I also come from a professional, I don't know, I'm very organized in all that I do because from the beginning of my career, I learned, I remember um, the director of this fellows program that I was a part of at the start of my teaching career, she said, she got mad at us. It was a couple of us in the fellows program and she got mad at us because when she emailed us, she noticed that we either didn't respond or we responded completely outside of the normal response time frame. And it was it was disrespectful. Like it was very unprofessional. Like if I'm asking you a question or if I'm stating something or X, Y, and Z, you should be present. You should be active in this email. You should be active in your communication style. And that's really just a protocol. Like it's common courtesy, dude. It's fucking common courtesy. So I learned from a very beginning stage in my career that it's common courtesy to respond to emails. You know, it's common courtesy to let them know that, hey, I read your email. Thank you for the information. I'm on it. Like, you know, whatever the email is entailing, it's common courtesy to fucking respond. So it's just very rude when you don't. And I feel like, you know, if you're working at a bigger organization, it's still no excuse to not respond in a timely manner. But at least, at the very least, you have the excuse of, sure, it's a bigger organization, you know, a lot of things are happening, sure. But the difference with this job is, and a job that my dad worked, this job is a small company, it's a small business. Like, it's literally a couple of people working, you know, like the top half, like, you know, there's other people like, I don't know, it's, it's a small business is what I'm saying. So, and every time I've been at the office, like, it looks like no one's doing anything. Like, <laughs> they're baking cookies, there's a dog, there's an in-house dog, in-office dog, um, there's lounge chairs, and, and granted, there's also a tutoring space, so that's fine and all, but it's like, there's just this lack of urgency, you know, it's very laissez-faire. So I, I said it to my dad, I'm like, yeah, but with this job it's different because they just, 
they're not do like it's not high stress. It's not a high stress job. You know, they're not in the fields, you know, working construction or, you know, building homes where it, it makes sense for you to not be online and on your person, you know, you know, on Slack or other devices and platforms that should enable frequent communication. This job they're in the office all the time, lounging around, walking around with flip-flops. And it's like, bitch, I know you fucking got my email. I know you got my email. I know you read through my email. And I know you probably said whatever you said in your mind about my email. And I know you know you didn't respond to my email. Like, you know, like, it's not like she didn't get it. So I could never say, oh, hey, did you? I mean, I could say that, but like the point is, and me saying, oh, did you get my email? I know you got it. Like, there's no doubt in my mind that you didn't receive it. Oh, anyway, so I didn't get a response. And I did what I said I was going to do. Right, and that was give them grace. And I'm like, okay, I'm giving you fucking grace now. <laughs> I'm giving you grace. What's going on? So I'm really at the tipping point. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's gonna look like a no-show for me at this point. Um, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> We'll see how it goes, but yeah, I'm I'm at the tipping point. I've I've given you grace. Oh, maybe you'll hit back from them tomorrow. I won't. And I honestly I feel like even if I do hear back from her, because I was assuming a, a scenario in which she does respond to the email and her response is lackluster, right? It doesn't really uh clarify all of the areas that I need to be cleared on. It doesn't provide me with the, just the response that I need in order to move forward in this role. So I was just already assuming that scenario to happen and use that as my clear reason to say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this role. Y'all could go ahead and, and put this back up on LinkedIn, cause never mind. Right. So I was ready to just go ahead and respond in that way as if like just kind of like y'all did it to yourselves type of thing. Right. But at least I gave you the grace and the courtesy to show up. And if you show up and you show up in a lackluster way, then that is my my reason and my green light to to go ahead and quit. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the tipping point. We'll see where things go. I'll keep y'all abreast. <laughs> what a journey, huh? Life is funny. Okay, again, I did not mean to spend the whole episode talking about this yet again, but let's talk about a specific topic that I wanted to get into real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. So there's this uh, coach, this life coach. I guess that's what she is. Her name is Stormy Wellington, this black woman. She's in her, I, actually, I don't want to say her age. I really don't want to say her age because she's, she's one of those older women who don't like to say their age and actually will lie about their age. Like, oh no, I'm, I'm 32 again. Like, girl, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not though. So she's one of those women, I, I believe she's in her 40s, but she swears she's 38. Like, okay, you've been 38 for eight years, but okay, fine. 
So, again, her name is Stormy Wellington. Just go on Google, not Google, go on YouTube. There's so many videos about her, of her, in which she, you really kind of see what type of woman she is. She's from, like, she has a stripping background, and she once was married to a good guy, she says. And she says herself, he was a good guy, but she didn't she didn't like the lifestyle she had with him he was a pastor actually and she realized that she's not she's not fit to be a pastor's wife she wants a more luxurious lifestyle and she wants more for herself and she wants more money and all these things and look to each their own right like have go ahead you know pursue the life that you want right I'm all about pursuits I'm all about pursuing whatever makes you happy go ahead and do that but Anyway, so you see that in this example with her. So she decided to leave him. She divorced him. And now she is this single woman. She's in a relationship now with this guy. But there's rumors about her really paying niggas to be with her. And it's really the guys come up whenever they're with her because she has a lot of money. Now, where does she get this money from, Maxine? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, The streets. Like, what? The, the fucking streets she she's a pyramid scheme artist okay she has this like business this llc of her teaching young women how to be bosses and like all these vague again these vague ass terms again with these jobs what what am i doing what what is the job here what what is it that you want me to do what are the details here you have these like big ass ideas but specifically what am i doing and it's really about pushing product these multi-level marketing type of jobs so that's really what she does not sure what she markets or sells in any capacity but she's basically an ml an mlm so a pyramid scheme at the very least and at the very maximum either way she makes money from it like some somewhere or another she's she's banking off of it and unfortunately that gives her credit and i'm saying unfortunately because people look at how you appear and determine based off of your appearance, your credibility, right? So if you're driving a Porsche, if you got a nice, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not a wig girl. I'm not really into wigs, but for women who are into wigs and like long weaves, because she plays that part and she has these weaves and these like very just unnatural hairstyles, to women who favor that, to women who look at that as a prize, they see her as someone who's credible. And also she's wearing so many, so much jewelry and, you know, earrings and name brand stuff. And she looks the part of someone who's credible, right? If I want to tell you that I can make you make money, and I don't look like I make money, then you don't take my word for for real. And it's, it's, it's just stupid, right? Because you could like, what's his name? Uh, Zuckerberg, he doesn't look rich. Uh, the, the stereotypical look of what rich looks like, he doesn't look like that. He looks pretty much like a bum. Does he wear the same white t-shirt every day? Like a lot of rich people, rich people who's been rich, who has old money, and not to say Zuckerberg is old money because it's not relatively old money in comparison to those, like to Rockefellers, you know, those type of people, um, or Oppenheimers, those people. But 
he he doesn't display his wealth and that's really what wealthy is you know not displaying it just like being it just be yourself just be it you don't have to tell me you're it you don't have to present a a facade as if you are it because oftentimes those who wear their money so loudly are really broke as hell right are really insecure are really unsure about where their next paycheck is coming in like it's really that so don't get don't get fooled by these people with bentley cars and gucci belts well you know a lot of people get gucci belts at this point but you know these name brand luxurious flashy ass items just for them to demonstrate that I really don't know what I'm doing, right? I'm really broke, just like you. Like, (laughs) they don't know what they're doing. Anyway, so she's a coach, and she coaches because of her stripper background and her hustler-ass mentality. She's very loud and abrasive and rah, 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 like, fuck nigga, da, 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 or I don't know. It's weird, because she'll rebrand herself in some ways and present this false submissive act like oh you know you gotta make sure you submit to your man like she'll suddenly say that even though you clearly don't submit to your man like like she's not someone who you will see and think oh she submits to her man like no she's definitely someone who's loud aggressive gonna call you out nag annoying you have a headache every time you're with her like she's like that just google her stormy wellington you know what i'm talking about Allegedly, let me say that in case this goes to the wrong ears and I get fined. (laughs) Allegedly, all of what I've said is alleged and my opinion only. (laughs) Start there. Anyway, so there's this um, video of her chastising this grown ass woman who's probably her same age and telling her you like basically making her feel bad for what just happened so basically what happened was she came next to stormy wellington with this plate of food like cookout food and her plate was overflowing with different different meals so you know how a cookout there's a bunch of everything right that you can have hot dog you can have potato salad you can have barbecue chicken you can have shit a watermelon slice you can have like every little thing is on your plate because it's really like a buffet you know you're gonna eat like you never ate before like that's what a cookout is and it's fine like don't shame me for it. you'll have a hamburger there too like it's and then some ribs like <laughs> you have everything on your plate and so, so so she sat next to Stormy Wellington with her full, heavy-ass plate. And Stormy, she's talking about, like, oh, no, that right there, that's unclassy. That's unclassy. That's ghetto. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to be seen in public eating off that plate. And basically making fun of her and making her feel bad and chastising her for having this heavy plate in front of her because of the appearance, right? And Wellington, Stormy Wellington, she's, her plate is skimpy. Like there's a little bit of potato salad and there's uh, barbecue chicken on the plate, but it's not heavy, it's not overflowing. It's, It's a lighter plate. Now, who knows? Maybe she already ate half of it, and that's why it's light now. Like, who knows? But either way, it's a lighter plate in comparison to the heavy plate. 
So she's like, she's saying all this to to the woman, and she's licking her her fingers from the barbecue sauce that she's that she's eating from the barbecue chicken. Like, first of all, you calling me ghetto and how you wouldn't be seen in public eating from that heavy ass plate, but you're over here licking your fingertips like. You know how people, like, just, like, gross. Like, you don't lick your fingertips like that in front of people. Well, you know, at least for me, I here's what I'm going to do whenever I'm in front of anybody. I don't care. When I'm eating chicken and the bone is juicy, I'm going to eat the bone. I'm eating the bone. The bone is being eaten. It's being devoured. It's digesting in my stomach right now. Like, I... Here, like I'm not, I think it's actually disrespectful to have a plate of bones. Like, what are you doing? Like, do you know what this is? This is still food. There's, what is it, melanin? It's not melanin. It's something with an M that's in the bone. Oh, I can't think of the name right now, but y'all know what it is. There's some, there's meat in the bone. Yo, and the end tips of a bone is probably the best part. When you break that up and chew it, I don't care how it looks. I don't care if that's ghetto 101. I'm eating the bone. So Stormy Wellington can miss me without eating right in front of her, in front of her face. And she'll be wishing that she's doing the same thing. So that shit is good. Anyway, so she's licking her lips. But what I'm not going to do is lick or lick my fingertips. I'm not going to. That's where I draw the line. I'm not licking my fingertips. That's where it stops for me. So anyway, so she is um, doing all of that while she's chastising this woman. And she's giving this like overall metaphoric message that you don't. Because the woman was saying, oh, I just let her fill my plate up because whoever was serving the food. Um, she let that, that person just give her whatever they gave her. And that's why she came back with a heavy plate. Like, girl, shut up. You don't do that. Like, if you didn't want that food or that food or that food, you could easily say, no, I don't want that. No, I'm good. Thank you. And move on. So don't use that excuse of like, she was held hostage while other people filled her plate. And that's why she has this heavy ass plate. Like, girl, bye. Anyway, so she was giving that excuse to Stormy Wellington. She was saying, oh, I just let other people fill up my plate with whatever. And then Stormy's giving this this speech of that's why you don't let people just fill up your plate with whatever. You determine how much you want on your plate. <laughs> you determine what you want on your plate. Like, if you don't get the fuck out of my face, I want to eat the salmon and the rib. And I want the chicken wings on the same plate. Yes, yes, on the same plate. Because you never know if it's gone. And maybe it's a scarcity mindset. Maybe there is a deeper message here. I'm sure there is. But shut the fuck up. Right now, we're at a cookout. I'm not trying to be empowered right now. I want to be low vibrational. Because <laughs> that was what she was saying. She's like, oh, that prey is low vibrational. That's a low vibrational meal right there. Like, girl, shut up. You're eating the same meal, but you're just eating it in different plates. Right? You may not have the burger, the hot dog, the rib, the potato the potato salad on one plate, but you're going back up because you missed the potato salad initially and you want to go back up to make sure you get it before it runs out. So this whole like, oh, you're low vibrational. Like, girl, shut up. Anyway, it just speaks to like how fake women are. <laughs> How these whole, like, 
And mind you, that was an event in which she was a host of, she was hosting this event, this women's empowerment event. Girl, if you don't get on my face, this whole women's empowerment. A lot of people who are at these functions, these luncheons, women's empowerment, hate women. They hate women. They back talk women. They roll their eyes. They're hating on women. You, you're in a group, uh, you know, filled with women, and all y'all not really close. I'm not saying for all women, of course. There are some good females out there. <laughs> females doesn't sound like a <laughs> no, but there are some good women out there, and I'm grateful to have some good female friends. So shout out to them. But the ones who are not are plentiful. And they put on a facade as if they're about women empowerment and women should support other women. Shut up. If you, if the first thing you say to me is women should, should support other women, I know you're fake. I can't trust you. That's it. I can't trust you. It's done. All right, you guys, I'm going to end the episode here. Thank you so much for listening. And be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor, and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to God Built This Podcast on YouTube and leave a comment there. That'll help with the algorithm and the views and all that jazz. So I thank you in advance for your support. Shout out to those of you who've already left comments and positive reviews and just that is amazing. I really appreciate it. So again, if you haven't yet, please be sure to do so and tell a friend to tell a friend and I will check in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.